want to read a poem to you that is titled, God Knows. And if you're um, having your bulletin, you'll note that this poem was by Minnie Louise Haskins. Um, this was used by King George VI. Many of you have seen the movie, The King's Speech. This is the same king. Um, and he gave this speech, uh, a different speech, though, on Christmas Day. And this was in 1939, just as Britain was entering into the Second World War. And it says this, I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. So I went forth, and finding the hand of God, trod gladly into the night. And he led me toward the hills and the breaking of day in the lone east. Words that would have been extremely powerful to the people of Great Britain as they were entering into World War II, but words that we need to hear today as well. And the promise of God that I want you to remember today is that God has a plan, and his plan is in Jesus Christ, and this did not happen by chance. God has a plan to redeem all of creation, and he has a plan for you as well, and it all centers around Jesus Christ. And you are part of that plan even today. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Amen. I want to read part of the Christmas story in Matthew chapter 2. It's the part that happens after the birth. It says here, verse 13, when they had gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I will call my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, refusing to be comforted because they are no more. And after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judah in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets. 
that he would be called a Nazarene. As I think of this story, and I think of all the, when we hear the rest of the Christmas story about the shepherds and the magi, and I realize that all of this fits together perfectly. I'm amazed at how God brings all things together and fulfills all the prophecies that were made. You see, God has a plan, and God's timing is perfect. And God had this plan before the beginning of creation. My question for us today is, do you see yourself as part of this plan? God has a plan for our salvation, and part of it was sending His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world. And in Him alone. This is God's only plan. God's plan of salvation, though, is for all people. There's no other way, but the great news is, it's open to everyone. Jesus is the Savior of the entire world, not just for some. And so when I think of the elements in Matthew's gospel, and Matthew's story, and in Luke's story, I am just amazed at how God, God's timing is perfect. When you think of the story of the Magi, the wise men, coming from the east, they see the star in the east and they follow. God spoke through his creation telling the Magi that about the birth of Christ, we realize creation did not happen by chance. Creation did not happen by chance. God has a plan and a purpose even in the stars. And He has a plan and a purpose for you. Well, the Magi come and they worship Jesus as King. And this is very important. Jesus hasn't done anything yet. He's there as a little child he hasn't done anything, he hasn't done any miracles, he hasn't taught it. But the wise men, the magi, come and they worship him because of who he is. He is fully God, fully human, in the baby Jesus. And God spoke to the magi in a miraculous way to lead them because the story is for all people everywhere at all times. But it's important for us to remember Jesus is fully God, fully human, at his birth. It's not that Jesus was a special human and somehow through doing, making all the right choices and doing all the right things and learning the right things, he became the Son of God. No. Because he was the Son of God, he did the right things and said the right things and did all the miracles. So in Matthew's writing, you'll note that he always, he's very concerned to say, this happened to fulfill this prophecy. This happened to fulfill that prophecy. And we see how God's timing is perfect. When Luke is writing, if you go to Luke chapter 1, he's writing to a person named Theophilus, which means lover of God. And he wrote to, so that Theophilus would be convinced of the things he had been taught. And so the stories have a little different emphasis. But in both the stories... It's amazing that God's plan comes together perfectly. Nothing happened by chance. Your life did not happen by chance. And when God is directing the steps of your life, you may not know exactly why things are happening, but at least you'll know that God is still in control. And the great promise that helps me a lot is from Romans chapter 8 verse 28 which says 
In all, thing God's, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purposes. Think of the rest of the story. You have Jesus, I mean Mary and Joseph taking Jesus to the temple, and an older man by the name of Simeon is there. God spoke to him, and he responded by going to the temple at just the right time when Mary and Joseph were there. So the prophetess Anna was there at the same time. These things didn't just happen by chance. And so through all these stories, the purpose is God is working through Jesus for our salvation and to redeem all of creation to himself. And God is at work in your life. And maybe you aren't seeing it today. But remember this story. Remember how God worked and God works, wants to work in your life through Jesus. And to live your life knowing that God has a plan for you is amazing. That you are part of something much bigger than just your own life. That you are part of the kingdom of God. It's amazing, but it's also very humbling to know that God watches over the steps of your life. This morning I went out in the back parking lot and I grabbed two little stones. I'm not sure, can you see this one? No, of course you can't see it. You know why you can't see it? It is two millimeters. Okay? You can't, you can't see this. Here, I'll pass it around. <laughs> there you go. Can you see that? Okay, you can see that, right? Okay, now this one is five millimeters. Can you see that? No, of course you can't see that as well. You can pass that one around. There's a huge difference between two millimeters and five millimeters, and I am standing here today because there's a difference between two millimeters and five millimeters. Let me explain. Last week I was telling you about how I had been diagnosed with lung cancer on December 18, 2014. And Mary and I, after that, went to, well, actually on Christmas Eve of 2014, we were in the surgeon's office discussing having surgery, and they took out the middle lobe of my right lung and um, then determined after that that I needed to do some chemo. The surgeon said something very interesting to me. See, way back in 2008, I had a kidney stone. How many of you have ever had a kidney stone? Okay, you will know this. Unbelievable pain. Unbelievable pain. Thank the Lord for painkillers. But the, pain, the, the kidney stone I had then was two millimeters. And so what do they tell you to do? They tell you, drink a lot, and you'll pass it. Okay? So I had the little stone there, it was two millimeters. Not a big deal. 2014, on just coming up to the Thanksgiving weekend, I had felt pain in my back, and I knew once you've had a kidney stone, you know exactly when you get that pain again. And I was like, oh my goodness, here's another one. I was actually going to a funeral, and I was in the parking lot, ready to walk in, and it hit me. And I go, I got to go to the doctor. So I phoned my doctor, rushed over to the doctor, and he goes, yeah, you got a kidney stone. But it was five millimeters. Five millimeters, you don't pass. Five millimeters, they do surgery. Because they, I had a five millimeter kidney stone, 
they did scans. And it was when they were doing those scans, they said, hmm, we need to do some other tests on you. And that's when they found I had something on my lung. And the surgeon said to us, that kidney stone saved your life. Because if it was two millimeters, you would have passed it, you would never had this scan, and that cancer would have grown until it was way too late because you would never have shown any symptoms until it was way too late. And so, when I get a pain in the back, I am mighty thankful. <laughs> I am mighty thankful. And when you hold those two little stones, you, you'd sit there and you go, that was the difference. Three millimeters was the difference that I'm standing here today. And it doesn't mean that if I didn't have a kidney stone, that God wasn't working in my life. But what it means is, I know I'm part of God's plan. And I hope you know that you are part of God's plan, and that is very humbling. And the good news is, the good news of Jesus Christ is for you. That is God's plan for you, and it's God's plan for our world. And we should live our lives as if each day could be our last. But maybe not. So I'm still going to save for retirement, but I am going to enjoy and cherish every moment of every day. To know that God loves me, to know that God has a plan not only for me, but for my family and for all people everywhere at all times. That is very humbling. And as you go, go with this promise, and it's from John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. And it says this, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. Amen and amen. Let us pray together.